7 out of 10 proctologists recommend listening to The Drew Marshall Show. So nerdy. Yeah. So Can I say funny. I watched the Jimmy Kimmel thing and I I felt icky about that. You could tell they were holding back on Michael J. Fox's participation, so it felt a little awkward. Well, the old, who's the old guy, Christopher Lloyd? Lloyd. Uh, he's he wasn't there. No. And Michael is struggling with whatever he's struggling with. And and the whole thing, I just felt like ooh, it felt. Ugh. Well, you know what? It, I, I think Can, the, it felt canned, yeah. forced. The intentions were good, but it's unfortunate that both of those gentlemen in the state that they are are in the state that they are. Yeah. Anyway, it was you know it's still kind of cute, and if it was going to be done in any show, Kimmel was the one to do it on. So. Sure. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. We just had a great hour with Danielle Todd here. We did on the Drew Marshall Show. And now it's time for Tim and I to catch up. How was your week, Tim? Great. I had a good week. Um, went down to the Shaw Festival yesterday for a uh, session behind the scenes about making props and so on and so forth. For you the, in class or you? Yeah, no, uh, us and a, myself and, and about four other uh, arts teachers from my department. You know, drama, you know, visual arts, media arts, all that kind of stuff. And so it was it was fascinating learning how to to solve problems. You know, making cool things like a burning book and. Uh, Making armor out of styrofoam and tissue paper and white glue, and it's, it's really very cool. Solving big problems in a painfully simple way, it seems, is uh, what this whole adventure was about. We got to see a show after, and it was great seeing live theater. Stop listening. Yeah, um, I know. Do you, what, do you, what do you think of Brendan the intern? I like his hair. He's got great hair. He's kind of got the hippie thing going on right he now. He does. He does. He is. Oh, look at that. He's got the beads and everything. Yeah. My guess is he got those from his door. Just cut the little little piece off the door and wrapped it around his, his, his wrist. His door? His door. You know the love beads you walk through? You can't cut one of those. They all go... Well, you cut it in the right floor. place, bro. Okay. Bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Easy point. Oh, can you look up, please, Tim? Can you look up, or Alex, somebody who's... Whoever's quicker. Ready, set, go. Hi. Sultans of String. Sultans of String. They were on last week. They were on last week, and I forgot to print off their uh, details for their upcoming gig. Uh, which is upcoming, so I'd like to read that to our listeners. Oh, Trinity St. Paul. Thank you. She's quicker than you. You don't even have it on Google yet. I know. <laughs> yes, Alex, what was it? Trinity St. Paul Center. Trinity St. Paul Center. Friday, October 30th. Friday, October 30th. Oh, that's coming this coming Friday. What time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And you go to uh, com. I would imagine? It's a weird link. No, I think that's the website. So anyway, you know what? Just do what Alex did. Throw in Sultans of String into Google. There's a great concert uh, this Friday night. And um, the sitar player, why can't I remember his name? Because you never do. He has been on the show before, but I can't remember his name. He will be performing with them. And I'm so excited about that. So um, 
Can you bring up one of their songs? Yeah, bring up a, a tune there, because I want to give everyone a little taste of Sultans of String, because we want to give away two tickets. So this is giveaway time now. We should have that song. A little Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away, give it away now. Here we go. A little uh, Sultans of String on the Drew Marshall Show. Have a listen to this. That's my didgeridoo. Wait till they kick into it. So, uh, we're going to give away two tickets to see the Sultans of String this Friday night, 8 o'clock at St. Paul's something church. Trinity St. Paul's. <laughs> Trinity St. Paul's in Toronto. October 30th. I wish I'd printed this. She can look it up off. quick, but at least I remember Here we go. it. Drew. Have a listen. Guy looks like Justin Trudeau. A little louder. There's so many instruments on the stage right now. It's just absolutely riveting world music. Two tickets given away. You want to go to drewmarshall.ca, drewmarshall.ca, and send us a note and tell us you want to go to the Sultans of String. And we will... Set those tickets aside for you at the box office on the night of at Trinity St. Paul's in Toronto, uh, Friday, October 30th, 8 p.m. Honestly, you'll be blown away by these guys. This is some of the best music Canada has. That's why they won so many awards. That's Chris McCool on fiddle or violin or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, uh, there you go. Also want to give away a Daniel Todd CD. Danielle was just on our show, and she left uh, one of her CDs here with us. A brand new CD that she recorded live at a uh, place up in Salt Lake. Here's Beach. a cut from it. Here's a little cut from Danielle Todd. <laughs> this is not a cut from her CD. This is Danielle when she was five years old. And she's got boogers. Can you say booger on the radio, Tim? Booger. <laughs> Brendan, thank you for your help, man. See you, dude. All right, uh, that is the end of that completely useless segment of the Drew Marshall Show. Um, somebody is telling us we have a, we have a name. I'm checking. Uh, did uh, what's it called? Social media. I'm checking yes. emails and stuff while I'm on the show. Right. It's probably not a good thing to do. Well, not when you're not driving. It's it's okay. Um, I do want to tell everyone a, a couple things. Uh, first of all. How much I appreciate Tim. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you're weird today, and so I'm assuming today. this is just part of the weirdness. I'm in a great mood today. Nothing can bring me down. Nothing. Oh, just give me a few minutes. I'm sure. Well, I'll that's probably, true. I'll do something. Can you pass my coffee over there, please? <laughs> and my Rice Krispie square. Oh. Why do you have a nail painted? Can you want to tell everyone? I know you've been dying to tell everybody about your painted fingernail. It's uh, something that's come out of Australia because they're cool. Anyways, uh, basically the idea is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the polished man, and it refers to the fact that one out of every five uh, people under the age of 18, male and or female, 
have been sexually or physically abused by a man. So this is to remind me of the statistic and also to remind me not to be that man and to state that I'm not going to be that one that's going to cause the problem. So I think it's a pretty important thing. There's got to be a better way to do that, though, than painting a nail. Well, I, I like the idea. It's subtle, and it's, it's, it's amazing how many conversations it's brought up in the last uh, two or three weeks that I've been doing it. Students and just people at you know, Starbucks and so on and so forth. So it's actually a good thing. I'm quite looking forward to our next guest on the show, who I will tell you about momentarily. But um, I did want to let everybody know that next week on our show, it's our Halloween show. <laughs> That's your scary thing? Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't too scary growing up. You know what up. we should do? Let's have a screaming contest. Oh, I'm not going to win at all. I, I you just, can't scream? I destroyed my voice uh, in 2010 when um, Sidney Crosby scored that goal in overtime. I hey, literally lost two or three notes. You've still been able to scream since then? Two or three notes off the top of my register. Huh. I so we, I don't scream anymore. I think we... Uh, I think we... It's got a funny text from somebody. Um, we should uh, do a screaming context. And context? context? <laughs> contest with Alex. So we'll get her uh, to participate in this yes. as well. But uh, on our Halloween show next week is the high priest of the Church of Satan, uh, Peter Gilmore. Magist Peter Gilmore. Quite looking forward to having him back on the show. Remember the first time we had him on the show, people lost their brains over the mm-hmm. fact that uh, Christian Station would have the high priest of the Church of Satan. Yes. But it was the most informative, clearing up the myths interview that we maybe ever have had. Yeah. So good to have him on, and he's a he's a he's a genuinely decent human being, and he actually doesn't believe in um, uh, Satan because in order for him to believe in Satan, he has to believe in God. He has to believe yeah. in God and in the Christian thing, and that's yeah. So yeah. he's an atheist. I think I said that. No, uh, cool. Also, on the show next week is uh, we're going to talk about a half hour. What happens to dead bodies? I'm looking forward to that. Really? Yeah, Weird. I'm I'm fascinated by that. Are you? Yeah. Well, ask me. I'll tell you. Well, I mean, you know, the the term rigor mortis, right? That sets in, and then it goes away, right? There's a point where the body gets really stiff, Mm -hmm. and then it loosens up again, or is it stiff for the rest of the time? Yeah. It loosens up when the body starts decomposing in the ground. I assume that, but it loosens up in chunks, and that's it. (laughs) Loosens up in chunks. (laughs) Anyway, my father is a funeral director, and I grew up in the business, so my dad and I will chat about all things. And we'll take, you know, maybe we'll take calls next week on that, because I think people are interested in cremations and, and uh, funerals and nice. stuff. So, like, I, I'm trying to figure out if I should play, like, the CSI, like, Who yes. vibe in the background. Yes, totally. Or... That's a great intro for my yes. dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is happening on the show next week? We're trying to get Rael. Have you ever heard of him? Leader of the Raelian cult movement. Are they the guys who wore the sneakers and... No. No. Okay, you, can't, you can't just let's say get, Raelians. Let's just get Paul on the phone. Uh, get, oh, get Paul. Bring Paul man, on the line right, here, please. Here Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from the uh, HuffPost Media Group. No, the, what is it? The AOL HuffPost Media Group. Uh, HuffingtonPost.com forward slash religion. Uh, Paul Brandeis Rauschebusch. He's the senior religion editor over there. Hello, Paul. How are you today? Well, I'm good. I'm just very interested in death chunks and, uh, <laughs> you know, arms cutting off and rigor mortis and Satan. You know, it's nice to be on a Christian radio again. <laughs> fuzzy feeling. Can I tell you? Know, warm, fuzzy feeling Stop again it. whenever I talk to you guys. Stop you know? it. Um, I, I had, Paul, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, did you know I grew up in a funeral home? I just learned that. So I had this is really interesting. I had what well, explains a few things too, doesn't it? Though, you know what? You know it does, but it, I, I think that there's everyone wants to know more. Okay. So I'm very DIY about that. You know. You, do you want to do it yourself? 
What? I yeah. Don't... You know, there is that movement where people like actually do the whole thing on their own. It's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah it's... Death is an interesting subject, and you are the man about it. I had one of the best Halloween parties ever at the funeral home. Just saying. Oh, oh my god! Gosh. I can imagine. Yeah, it was. It, it, can I just share it with you real quick? Do you mind? I Paul? guess you had a lot of drink holders all around. We, we, we have a little bit of time, Paul. I'd like to share this with you. Do you mind if I take some of your time uh, and talk about me? I I would be delighted. Does it involve like dressing up cadavers as like the Brady Bunch or something? <laughs> 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 oh Here's yes. Because I think I'm you a might get in trouble if that is actually what you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. We lived above the funeral home, and below the funeral home was a recreation room that my parents put in because they like to socialize and have parties and stuff. And so um, I had a party there one time, and uh, and we had pop and chips and stuff inside a casket. So people it was like a buffet. A casket lid was That's open, awesome. and you reach in and grab stuff. We watched horror movies, and then I took groups of four or six people through a side door into a dark hallway, which is where we slid the caskets down the ramp, and then put uh, uh, walked them past like an old oil furnace. And then into the casket room, the showroom, where the caskets are all there with their lids up and candles just lit dimly in the room. And that was the last thing they saw. We blindfolded them, took them up the, uh, the stairs into the chapel where I had a friend crying, organ music playing in the background. So they knew they were in the funeral home. We're just kind of setting up the subconscious thing. And then took them through the flower room. They smelled all the flowers. And then into the embalming room. Mm. And in the embalming room, it, I had the air conditioning on and the embalming pump hose spraying a fine mist for like two hours before. It was cold and clammy as all get out in there. And on one slab, on one table, I had body parts, but they weren't real body no, parts. Of course they not. were the whole thing where you take macaroni, congealed macaroni, oh, and put yeah. Vaseline on them. This is yeah, Mr. Yeah, Johnson's yeah, yeah. brain. This is Mr. Johnson's eyeballs with the olives, you know, that kind of stuff. Are you tracking with me, Paul? Are you getting where I'm going? I have no idea why you are not a, an event planner. <laughs> like, I, 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 I feel like you have missed such a calling. My calling. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, this is... I, I'm not only with you, I am there. I yeah. am feeling it. I am, um, Thank you. you know, close to retching. Okay. Feel the embalming mist on so, my face. So, so inevitably, at this point in time, the, the tough, cool guys are no longer as tough and cool. And they've wadded up a little closer to each other, and they're hanging on to each other a little bit. And then I say to them, okay, now, we, we actually need to turn around and pay our respects to Mr. Mr. Johnson, whatever. He's sitting, on the t- he's sitting. He's laying on the table behind us. Let's just turn around and, and have a moment's silence. Well... Always, one guy grabs out and reaches out and touches the body. And it's my friend laying on a slab with a white sheet over him. And as soon as someone touches him, he goes, ah! And scares the living snot out of these people. And they run out of the embalming room into the garage where I've got the hearse set up and the table out and the candles going. And a friend of mine with a Jason mask on, he starts up a chainsaw with no (laughs) chain on it and chases them back into the party like that. That's how it goes, folks. Nice. Okay, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Brandeis Brauschenbusch here on the Drew Marshall Show. Thank you. It's been great being on the show. Thank you for having me. I don't want to talk about anything else. I just want to talk about that. I think that is like sounds like exactly what I've been looking for. I've gone to these like horror, you know, haunted houses or horror shows. Nothing as good as that. Thank you. I'm telling you, you're missing out on the big bucks. Thank you. I now no longer have access to the funeral home, though. Um, all right, let's talk about some of your subjects over at the Huffington Post uh, religion page. So this is one of the most interesting, uh, I guess, lines of information that you have ever given me. And I just want to say this. Pope, brain tumor, synod mess. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, it's been, it hasn't been the most uh, kumbaya three weeks in the Vatican, I will say. Uh, you know, it's been, they've been having this synod on the family, and it is just, um, it's allowed a glimpse into the real divisions that do exist in the Catholic Church, um, some really wanting to kind of open up and um, be a little bit more welcoming, hospitable, um, accompany people who aren't um, already doing the right thing, but, you know, like people like divorced Catholics uh, and, uh, you know, radical stuff like that. And it just has shown this real, um, you know, divisiveness within the Church. And then in the middle of the, you know, this three weeks, all of a sudden there's this story that the Pope has a brain tumor and the Vatican denies it. And, you know, there's just, it's just been a lot of intrigue in the Vatican. It's been very Dan Brown. Uh, Hmm. And it has, I think, you know, it's coming to the end today and they're going to have some sort of recommendation. And I just think it's, it's been unsatisfying um, as far as I think most people would, would consider it a, a not, not the, the most shining moment. And, and, and Pope Francis, you really saw that how much resistance there is to the kind of movement he's trying to make in the Catholic Church. Right, right. I think uh, Paul Brandeis Rauschenbusch from the Huffington Post just said it's it's coming to the end today. So that's yes. the first prophetic word we've ever heard from Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, it's an end for me. You're going to be writhing <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> well said. Well left said. behind, left behind. Um, me and Kirk Cameron <laughs> fighting it out for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So let's talk. Here's an interesting article uh, that I, I'm not sure whether it has anything to do with, with religion, though, Paul. Uh, do's and don'ts yeah. of Halloween costumes. i I got to say, I, I actually looked at that uh, uh, article. Um, I was concerned about some of the you costumes. were concerned that, well you know it's 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 one of these things it's you know don't dress up in a burqa you know what i mean like, i don't know it's just there's, there's you know that's basically what it comes down to you know it's it's not funny it's like you know, and i know that's a big deal up in canada right now but um just like you know let it go do something else uh you know i i, I just think halloween it's is Halloween a big deal in Canada? You, you know, guys? you are the third person to ask me that this week. We do have Where McDonald's. do you think we live, man? Seriously. Well, I have no idea. I mean, you know, maybe that's like, ooh, someone dressed up as a, you know, raggedy Andy doll or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you guys <laughs> what? do. But Jeez. in New York, it's kind of a big deal. And like, so, so and people are very, very creative and, and all of this stuff. So we, we thought, like, and we don't want to be like the PC police, but we thought, here's some suggestions on how to navigate, like, yeah. will this be offensive to a person of another religion uh, if I dress up? I love this. Like, okay, so what would be the top, say, five most of, most religious, offensive kind of Halloween costumes? Uh, number five, Paul, give us one. I don't have it. I, I, let me think. You know, I think dressing up as a Hindu deity is like most Hindus are kind of not into that. So you don't want you don't um, want to dress you know, up as an elephant with many arms. But I I, I, right. I really don't think that that's such okay. a great idea. I don't think dressing up like a, you know, oh I'm going to dress up like Osama bin Laden. Well, you know, that's, Os- Osama bin Laden, not, not a, a good it's choice. A little, not a good choice. Okay. And also, you know, at least in this country, you know, Sikhs especially who are the ones who mostly wear turbans are are getting are. Getting attacked a lot, and yeah. they're you know, and so it's like 
not that funny. Um, uh, but interestingly, and here's a side note, and that wasn't mentioned in that article, but, um, but actually we talked to some witches, uh, and like actual, like kind of pagan witches who actually are kind of okay with people dressing up as witches. Right. They think, oh, that's kind of fun. And as long as you're having fun with it and are creative, then you're like, you know, in the, in the spirit of it. Um, but, but I don't, you know, again, I just think it's something to think about before you, like, put on, like, a hijab and think, like, yeah. that's a costume. Yeah. Um, no, I that, get it. I get it. So what I hear you that, saying, um, what I hear you saying, Paul, is that I shouldn't do my normal Halloween costume this year. I, I, I dress up as a nun. Is that offensive? You know, I think it's fine if you're a nun, just as long as you're not a sexy nun. <laughs> well, that, that ain't going to happen. Trust me. That ain't going to happen. Of, for the sake of all of us, <laughs> it's, it's better if you're not a sexy nun. But, uh, I, but if you are, and if you are, and if you can't help yourself, I want to see a photo. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, um, let's talk about the end of the world. Let's talk about Armageddon. Let's talk about Dan Brown conspiracy kind of stuff. Let's talk about the World Parliament of the World's Religions. 9,000 or yes. so faithful people gathered in Salt Lake. And is, is this just a precursor to uh, the sign of the beast and the, and the, the rising of the Antichrist? Will, they, will the Antichrist come out of that group, Paul Brandeis, Rauschenbusch? Yes. Yes. Um, no, I'm afraid they're not that organized. I mean, I don't think that, like, kind of <laughs> I think they'd love to think that something that solid could come out of that yeah, gathering. Yeah, but, yeah. no, you know, it's, it's one of these things where it happens about every five years. And you have, you know, 9,000 people from around the world come together who are, you know, from all sorts of different faith traditions, some that you've heard of, some that you never even imagined existed. And um, they have, you know, like, you know, countless of workshops and, you know, plenaries and stuff like that. Overall, the fun thing is just to be around this energy. It is, you know, it's hopeful to be around, um, you know, at a gathering where Muslims and Jews are really talking about, like, how they can get along and how they are not in conflict with one another. Um, meanwhile, the Middle East is blowing up. And you kind of, you, it, it's like a slight, um, you know, it's a, it's a way of, of, of maintaining... A, a, just a little bit of hope in the face of you know a very difficult time. So, mm. so it's 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 a really um, you know and one of the one of the highlights is that the Sikh community um, does this langar, which is basically um, you know provides lunch for all nine thousand people every day. Wow! Um, and you just yeah, it's cool. So you, you everybody just sits down side by side. Um, you know you you there's no kind of hierarchy. Everybody sits at the same um, at the same table, and they just keep on serving you food. And I've been to these, um, I've been, to, I, the, the last one was in Melbourne and the one before that was in Barcelona. And each time the, um, the Sikh community has provided langar and it's very cool. Um, hmm. and they just like, we'll keep filling your plate until you're done. Wow. It's like the Mandarin. Do you get to uh, dance like our prime minister? Yeah. Do you, do you have, wait, do you have the Mandarin down in the United States of America, down in your little country down there? What is the Mandarin? Oh, there we go. Okay, that's a Canadianism. I had no idea that we... we well, there's we, something we have they don't. Yeah. So the Mandarin is a place where they serve copious amounts of Chinese food. Well. And other stuff. So this is like you know. a, a Chinese buffet restaurant. Yes, Chain, it is. yes. Yes, yes. And their oh, their wow. tagline is, Welcome to Mandarin! That's what they say she when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let that. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the Olive but, Garden, but Asian I am influence. Gonna say, I am going to say that 
you know, I, I understand why Canada has bragging rights. I mean, I do. Like, <laughs> when you say, like, we've got a man. Here. Yeah, baby. It's, uh, it's huge. Hey, uh, uh, seriously, do you see... In in just a little bit, Paul, we're going to ask this question, and I would I would like your opinion on this question, if you don't mind, because it ties into this article about the World Parliament of World Religions. So do you have a second again, Paul? Do you just have a second? Yeah. <laughs> good, good answer. So where is the interfaith trend taking us? This is what we're going to talk about up next on the Drew Marshall Show. It's our pub, oh, cool. it's our pub crawl uh, with Bruxy Cavey and Dr. Paul Metzger. Uh, so where is the interfaith trend taking us? Will we all eventually become liberal, pluralistic, and kumbaya about our faiths, and is that a bad thing? Or will it eventually hit a wall and reveal just how different our world religions are? And this came about, Paul, as a result of that gift that's been floating around. A Muslim, a Jew, a Christian, a pagan, an atheist walk into a coffee shop. They talk, laugh, drink coffee, become good friends. It's not a joke. It's what happens when you're not a, a what did we say? A, glu- Sphincter. a gluteus maximus whole. You see? Sphincter. Have you seen that gift, Paul? Right. No, I haven't, but okay. I'm very interested to see it. Send it to me. Okay, I'll send um, it. Um, but I don't think it's either of those. I mean, I think that it's. I, I think that. I think that there are young people who are recognizing, um, especially that that there is like some of them just want to sample everything and they want to become. You know, they they are just like creating you know, a spirituality based on a lot of different wisdom traditions. But then there are other people who do recognize difference but want to respect it. And then there are other people who don't recognize those differences. But the, the, the interfaith movement as, like, as a movement is pretty clear about recognizing and respecting and honoring differences and recognizing that we also have many, many goals and many um, desires to be human and have, have dignified um, and, you know, beautiful lives, and we can do that side by side without believing the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I find uh, that really the the weird part in this equation seem to be the uh, the Jesus people. And I'm just, I want to ask these guys the question about, uh, you know, why why can everybody play nicely except for the evangelical Christians? And it does it come down to having to convert people because the, because they're genuinely afraid of of the rest of the world going to hell? They're, they actually love people enough to say, this is what I believe, and because of what I believe means that, you know, if you're not into Jesus, you're going to hell. I, I have to, and we can't talk anymore. If you're going to go a different way, if you're going to, I'm going to disagree with this religion and that religion and that religion because Jesus is the only way. So it's the exclusivity, you know, the exclusive claims of Christ. Christ and the hell thing, man, it just means that Jesus people are a pain. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I, I, I think that there are some Jesus people who are like that, and then there are some other people who are like that, who are equally judgmental from other traditions. Right. It's really about, and it's about like recognizing that I'm going to agree. It's fine for me not to agree. I don't agree with a lot of things that, like, you know, fellow Christians believe, and that's totally fine, but can we, can we walk side by side and do and do some beautiful things together and yeah. can we you know maintain connection but but you know the Jesus people are not the the only people who can't hand uh, who are having a hard time with interface okay um, uh, so you know I I think that that's important um, and you know to figure out like you know figure out what they are willing to do I mean look at the coalitions I mean you see I don't know. I see some of the very conservative Christians who are finding common cause with conservative Jews, and you know, so on on you know some moral issues. So they're willing to you know walk side by side on 
you know, maybe anti-abortion um, rights or things like that. So there are ways that they are finding ways to transcend that, you know, maddening desire to convert everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, most Christian, you know, most evangelical Christians would want to convert me. You know, I mean, they always ask me, like, mm-hmm. when I'm you know, approached on the, on the sidewalk, like, they say, are you a Christian? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, it's not enough to say you're a Christian. You know, <laughs> you know they really want you to, like, you know, throw the line on everything. Yeah, they anyway, want... You they... have other people to talk to, but I, all I can say is next time you are um, doing a big uh, death um, uh, Halloween sure. funeral home, yeah. I'm there. You're there. Okay, next time I throw a Halloween party in the funeral home, you're there. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Dude, always, always a pleasure to chat with uh, the one and only Paul Brandeis Rauschenbusch, Senior Religion Editor for the AOL Huffington Post Media Group. The website, of course, is HuffingtonPost.com forward slash religion. Uh, the stories we chatted about today and so much more are there. And I, it is a website I frequent every day. Paul, I go to your site every day. Thank, Thank you. you sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Short break. When we come back, it's the pub crawl on the Drew Marshall Show.